Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. I found that it's very easy for me to go outside and like maybe um, at work and be patient with the children at work. Be patient with them. Try to ask them questions. Pay them attention. And then at home, I don't have that much patience. Because maybe I'm trying to either please somebody outside, or I'm doing it because my job demands it, or I'm doing it because it makes me look good. Whereas I'm at home, it's my four walls. But then with God, God is interesting because and that's where the Pharisees had a problem. They, on the outside, they fulfilled every single religious law. They fulfilled it. They exceeded. You could see when Paul starts to talk about, you know, the fact that he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He did this. He did that. You know, with regards to the law, he was, he was just telling us he was on point in Philippians chapter 3. But inside of him, he was killing people in church, was killing the church. The, Phar the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were more concerned about praying in public places and giving alms and showing off and meeting. But then on their inside, there's the way they were. I'm not interested in, in I'm, no, I'm not interested in impressing anybody outside. I'm not interested. I constantly think about the integrity of my heart and what, how God watches, because God watches my heart, how God watches what I'm doing inside of my four walls. Because it's what you do on, in, inside of your house that God takes and God holds onto. He doesn't care about what I'm doing outside, whether my job demands it or I'm trying to impress somebody else. You know, he doesn't really care about those things. So, Dealing with your, when we think about difficult children, before we think about the children, let's think about us. Have I loved that child well? Because when you were difficult, God loved you well. When you were difficult, when you were naughty, when you ran away from God, when you gave him excuses, when you were rebellious, when he would speak to you about something, you still do the same thing. I don't know about you. God just, I love God because he first loved me. I love God because I can't, I can't think of anybody that will put up with my nonsense. And love is the one thing Love is stronger than a nu nuclear missile. I'll stop for the train. <laughs> Love is stronger than a nuclear missile from Iran or Russia or whatever. Love is the strongest weapon. The strongest weapon. Love. The love of God. That's the strongest weapon. And so um, Kenny Copeland shares a testimony of his son. He said, at a certain time, 
Gloria Copeland's first, you know, I, I heard Gloria Copeland. She said how she started praying one hour in a day that her son was just at a point where they just didn't know what was going to happen to him. So she decided to set out one hour in a day to pray, of course, not just for him, but uh, so she prayed every day for one hour consistently. And part of her prayer points was her son. Kenny Copeland said his son liked everything. He's, he, he, he rides bikes. Um, he rides bikes. He likes bikes. He said at one point his son liked bikes, liked cars. And he said his son was trying to fix a car. Kenny Copeland said his son barely used to talk to him. Barely used to talk to him. But he remembered the scriptures on love. So he decided one day that he was going to. So he spoke to his son when his son was fixing the car and asked his son if he could come over and help him fix the car. So he said he kept on reaching out to his son, walking in love, walking love towards his son. And then he said that at one point, you know, obviously, you know, God stepped into their relationship. And today his son is leads his ministry, you know, administratively. So God saw that you and me, that you and I, not me, but you and I needed to be saved. God set out to bring us to him because we're part of his family. He wooed us. He sent people away, situations, opportunities, tests. He, he just kept reaching out to us until we understood that he loved us and we came to him. And even after then, we still messed up lots of times and God has just talked by us. What has changed you and me today has not necessarily been the hammer, anyone hammering us on the head. I read scripture yesterday and I just started to cry. In 1 John chapter, chapter 3, I just started to cry. Just take the crowd, just crying. It's just like, and all this, all I got from the scriptures, God loves me so much. There's no, there's no reason, and no, I don't have any good enough reason to disobey Him. He just loves me, and if I love God, I'll obey Him. You know. So I just, I just, I just like, I wept because I thought. Your heart needs to be faithful, Nandri. It just needs to be faithful. What has changed me in my relationship with God has not been him telling me from, you know, maybe the book of Jeremiah or Isaiah, how the thunder and lightning is going to do. No, it's not been that. It's just been the love of God. So my encouragement to you today, if you are watching this and listening, and you have a really difficult child. And remember, love does not rejoice at iniquity. So if love doesn't rejoice at iniquity, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you don't correct, you don't correct child. That's not it. But that that child has to see that you love them. Sometimes it's not what you say. It's the time. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's just the, the interest. It's, it's you reaching out. If God could leave heaven, come down to earth, become a man, take long walks and, endure Pharisees and Sadducees and, and you know, all the oppositions that he faced. I've never understood how Jesus 
faced all those opposition. If you read, anytime you read like Matthew, Mark, or Luke, you go through the Gospels, you just see, you just see, he's constantly reaching out to people, constantly loving people, trying to teach them the word, trying to tell them the truth, and there are people trying to kill him every single day of his life. I'm like, how did he do it? When he, when he had all the authority and, and the strength to just ex extinguish them, he didn't. Why? Love was motivating him. And he's, he, he just loves us. So what's changed us has not been, it's not been the shouting, it's not been the quarreling. Kenneth Hagin talks about love and he says, you know, he, he, he gave some examples. said this lady had a son. The son would always go partying. You know, she, was, she used to come to church. And she came and met him. And she said, oh, pray for, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? And then he was like, he gave an assignment. He said, anytime this boy came home, three o'clock, whatever time, don't, don't like, don't, don't tell him anything. So he would come home at the early hours of the morning and she'd be asleep, but maybe she'd hear him coming to the house. And he said, he told her not to say anything about, to the boy about inviting him to church, but to just love him. So she just kept loving him, reaching out to him, just loving him. Never said anything to him about church. Sometimes she would even ask him, oh, how was your party? You know, how, how are you? And not ask him anything about coming to church. Finally, one day, he now decided, he now said to her one morning, woke up early, was getting dressed, and said, oh, I think I'll follow you to church today. I think I'll follow you. And we came to church, got saved, got his life straightened out, and stopped living a wayward life. It was love that changed him. I'll read, I'll conclude by reading. 1 Corinthians 13 again. And I'll leave you the verse of scripture. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with truth, when right and truth prevails. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. So has your love been failing about that difficult child? Has it failed? Have you loved them the way God has loved you when you were difficult, when you were struggling, when you were, you know, wayward? Have you loved that child the way God has loved you? I just want to encourage you, you know, as you listen to this, to practice God's royal law of love because it's the one thing that's the strongest force in heaven and on earth. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word and your love. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we lift up our children. 
Father, we ask that you would forgive us and you would have mercy on us. In the places and the areas of our lives where we struggled to love our children, where we felt disappointed, we felt hurt, we felt heartbroken about the things that they've done, that we feel like we probably don't have the strength anymore to go on to help them. Father, we ask that you grant us the grace and we ask you to forgive us for forgetting how you have loved us. Father, we pray that you will cause your love to flow through our lives. That, Lord, we will lay down our lives. Your word says, greater love has no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. Father, so we pray that you will show us with our children how to lay down our lives daily. That as we serve them, as we love them, and as we reach out to them, they would see your hand, they would see your love, they would see you. And when they see you, they would come to know you. Father, fill us afresh with the revelation knowledge that we will walk in freedom. Your word says we will know the truth and the truth that we know will set us free. So Father, we thank you for this truth. We thank you for freedom to love and serve our children. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to love, you know, um, your children, whether they're difficult or they're not difficult or you're going through a difficult time, just love your children. Love them. They're your first mission field and God will hold us accountable for the investments that we make in the lives of our children. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and may he give you peace. This is Nandra Williams for Treasures for Living Ministries. God bless you. Thank you for watching and see you again. On, on our next episode. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.